Where's your squirts? You don't need. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a loaded question. Mm. <laughs> True story. You, you can't play those old songs around me like that. <laughs> That was very dirty. Yeah, yeah. it went from the glamorous life to the... Is that going to be the intro? Because we might need to censor part of it. I know, right? Well... I'm pretty sure I said the word squirt. You, you, you did. <laughs> you did. You did. I, I'm okay with it. I mean, we... Uh, <laughs> this is an adult audience, so... <clears throat> Good lord. I do actually mark all these explicit when I when I upload them, so... Oh, okay. Because yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Use the word booty hole. You just can't throw it out there. If you do. No, I pick my spots and it always lands perfectly. Just like a booty hole. hole. Yeah. <laughs> the Two Kings Podcast with your hosts, Brian Weeks and Adam Ricker. That would have been a much shorter series. It really would have. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Two Kings Podcast. I am Adam Ricker and I am here for a very special episode today alongside uh, the bald beardy bear Brian Weeks himself. Uh, It is a... Subject I think a lot of us can relate to on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if it's not a, something personally affecting you, you know someone going through something like this or someone who had something like this. Um, so it's really going to be you know, most, you know, mostly Brian's show, I think, because <laughs> um, I got a spot like this last year with the famous yeah. interview. I was going to say this. This feels like my, my Big Ricker interview. Yes. And uh, introducing, of course, Brian Weeks. Hello. Uh, yes, it's it's me, Brian Weeks, the bald beardy bear, here with Adam. Uh, yeah, this is a, <clears throat> a little different uh, tack than we normally take here. This is, um, we're going to talk today about, um, in, in we are going to talk about specifics, but um, you know, a lot of this has to do with uh, mental health, um, and you know, we really don't talk about mental health enough as a society. Um, but sometimes, you know, we have toxicity in our lives that we try to get rid of to make our lives better, and sometimes those toxic forces are family, and sometimes they're not. But in this in in this podcast we're going to touch upon some stuff that's been happening uh in my life and o- over the course of my life and this is just the time that it needs to happen you know everything happens when it's supposed to happen and and we have this platform and we're I'm going to use it to to talk about some stuff and it it may help someone you know with with something in their life and might not, but it's it's important. It's absolutely important. And this is just like, for you, a culmination of things, kind of things <clears throat> coming to a head. Right. Um, and really being put on display over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we, 
I mean, I guess I'll give a uh, just from like an outsider's point of view, and then I'm gonna let Brian have the floor. Really, I mean, I'm dive in for questions, but it's really as an outside observer. Sometimes you can see someone struggling with something that they may not realize that they're struggling with, or you know someone well enough that you see a situation where they're not entirely being their authentic self because of. You know, whatever life, you know, whatever life, life wires our brains the way it wants us to wire our, you know, wants to wire our brains. And through trauma, sometimes uh, you just get these innate reflexes that that that's just how you respond to Mm -hmm. different situations. And my outside point of view, I was watching uh, some people in your life take advantage of the fact that you are very compassionate um that you really always like to go the extra mile to help somebody Mm -hmm. even like to you it may not seem big but to some like i know like i've experienced it since we've been together like a lot of those little gestures add up and it you know what i mean it reminds me every day of why i appreciate you and why i love you Thank like you. waking up to a nice coffee 5 days a week right. is yeah. is huge cuz that's that's my jam mm-hmm. um but like that and always making sure we have what we need here like in the house um you always remember the little things i say in passing um I'm like, oh, maybe we should get this sometime. That would be cool. And then, like, two days later, there it is. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I can't. I forgot yeah. I had even said anything. Right. Um, but it's people not appreciating you for what you bring to the table mm-hmm. um, because they know that you are those things. Like, oh, you, he won't say no. He'll do what's, what's asked of him because he wants to help. And that's just who it is. But... When you tried to set up boundaries with these people, mm-hmm. um, it was just ignored. Like, oh, no, no, you don't say no to us kind of thing. So right. uh, I will turn it over to you to kind of give you that platform to explain where you want to go with all that. All right. Um, you know, and a lot of my inner strength lately has, lately within the last you know year and a half anyway, um, I believe has come from being with you. Um, you know, you inspire me to be the best self that I can be. And sometimes that means making difficult choices. Um, and recently I decided that I needed to give myself permission to stop allowing toxic relationships and negative forces into my life. And that does include family. Um, without getting into huge specifics, um, you know, the, the, Issue was again, yes. Um, two people, my, my you know, my mother and my sister, um, ganging up on me to um, and just taking for granted, oh, you know, mom needs this, so you're gonna do it. Well, no, um, I, I can't. You know, the the day in question that all of this stemmed from was there was a really very, very over the top request that was made. It was not, it wasn't something like, Oh, do you mind going to Hannaford and get me a gallon of milk and the paper and bring it back? It was, I need you to take half your day to do something. And it was the day that I was getting my second, um, my second COVID shot. And given the mild reaction that I had to it, I, I wasn't really interested in doing anything that day. 
um, and I'd taken the day off of work special, and I was... I don't want to say I was raised that way because we've had this discussion, Adam. You know, a lot of things I say I was raised that way, I raised myself that way. That's really... <laughs> but I have always prided myself on when I call it a sick, call it a work sick because I'm sick, I don't do anything. Like when you stay at a school and sick, you're not doing things. So... No, not me. I go buck wild. <laughs> Sorry, I can't make it today. <laughs> <clears throat> And then next thing you know, I'm out in the club. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> calling out of work because you just want the day off is different to me. And, and like, but when I say I am sick, I am sick. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, th- I said no, I can't. And this this started three days before my uh, the day in question. Oh, I need you to do this on Monday. Nope, sorry, I can't because I I'm having my COVID shot in the morning that I need to go home. I I work overnight. Then I go get my COVID shot, and then I'm, I need to go home and go to bed. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just take your car. Uh, no, that's actually not an available option to you. And the two of them were just pestering me and hounding me for three days up until the day of. And I'd said no. I'd said no at least a half a dozen times. And the day of, it's 11 o'clock noon, and I start getting nasty grams from both of them saying, you know, I'm being, I'm being difficult. Well, I don't understand why, why are you trying to give your mother a heart attack? We need you to do, you know, we need your car or we need you to do this. Neither one of those things are happening. And, <clears throat> and it was, it was making me so upset that I was sitting on my couch, literally just shaking with, with anger and you were there. Mm-hmm. And I was not impressed. Yeah. And it's not your fault, but it's literally the fact that you set a boundary, you set a barrier and said, no, this is not what's happening. And your mother was next door at your sister's house, ready to go on this errand and just literally waiting for you or the keys to your car. Right. Because they, in their minds, you would break eventually. Mm-hmm. And because... and. <clears throat> Just it, you would finally. I think it was interesting, like because you would turn to me and you asked me, almost like asked me if I would be upset, and I'm like, this has, no, you know, this really has nothing to do with me. One hundred percent was like, are you going to be like, upset if I if I decide to, if I break down and help? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like this has nothing to do with me. This is not. My only concern is that what you're doing is because you want to do it, and not because you feel like you're under duress and have to, like right. because you. You are your own person. I would never, you know what I mean? I would never make you do something that you you say no to something. That's it. Like, I'm not going to get into it with you about it because you're a grown-ass man, and I respect that. But what was happening here is it was literally a, you're going to do this, stop saying no, what's your problem kind of thing. And uh, what peaked for me is just that three days and watching you go through that, that's really what upset me the most. So after I get in my mind, which I, I, we just established, I didn't need your permission to do it, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I wasn't, if you were like, no, we're, we're done. If you, if you break down and do this, I, of course I wouldn't have done it. Oh my gosh. But, um, I'm just like, really? You're not, no, I'm not mad at you at all. I'm like, okay. So I am starting to compose, the text message saying, 
give me a minute to go change my shoe to, to go put shoes on or whatever and we'll go and just before i hit send i hear pounding on our front door and my mother is standing outside hollering at me what am i trying to do give her a fucking heart attack we have to we, you know we need to be on the road now blah 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 and i had never even said yes it was just always assumed because every time for my entire life anytime that they asking me if i can do something or will do something or whatever is just a formality because my because my participation and support whether it be financial or my time or my energy it was it was always assumed it was never asking for it was just a formality and it didn't matter what i said so i just said you know i'm just like you couldn't even wait for me to send the text message of okay shut the fuck up i will be there so i just said get out of here you Adam came into the, into the office where we are now into the, into the two Kings studio slammed the door. And I'm like, Oh, this is fantastic. Like I, I just didn't want to leave with you being angry, but you weren't angry at me. And I, and I knew that. Yeah. It's, I just didn't want to, I, I was bitch, angry. This bitch showed up at our front door and the alternative to me going in the office and slamming the door behind me. Cause I was pissed was yeah. answering the front door and telling her to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I told her to just get out of here. I'll be, I'll be ready in, in five minutes. I have to put shoes on. So um, I went upstairs. I, I put my shoes on. I went upstairs. And, of course, you know, my, my mother was up there. My, my sister was in, in her apartment. And, um, and I said, okay, you know, whatever, we're leaving. And my sister has the balls of steel to say to me at that point when I said, okay, you know, we're going, Oh, I could have gone. And I'm like, yeah, in my car. She's like, no, 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 I could have taken her. Are you fucking kidding me? Because this is what the last three days has been. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm taking her in my vehicle. You, you, you need to, you had errands that you have to do, so well, I'm taking this. Well, her no, her story was that the wheel bearing was about to go in her car. Right. And she couldn't risk driving long distances. And she had a, but yet she had a kid drop off. Mm-hmm. She had to drop her kid off an hour away. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'll share this part just because when you told me it, the, the audacity of it all, like when you're finally on this trip with your mom. Yep. Your sister calls to ask what a duvet is because she's about to buy one at Walmart. Yeah. And it's like, you have time to go shopping at Walmart, but you could have been doing this and left Brian the fuck alone. Right. I'm like, you're garbage. I'm sorry. That was, that was just my, Yo, no, <laughs> my no. two cents. No, I was definitely, I was definitely going to get there, but I like your version of it better. Um, yeah. She had the, just the balls to call me from Walmart. Oh, I got a great deal on a duvet. What's a duvet? And I'm just, and the whole time, um, just went and bought it. Didn't even know what it was. The whole time that we're on this errand with me and my mother, all she's doing is bitch moan and complain, which she always did. And I'm just, you know, like, I don't even want to be here. I'm like, don't even talk. Like, I don't, I don't want to be with you right now. I don't want to. And then 
We're on the road. She, of course, has to just drag it out. Oh, I got to stop for water. Okay. So I pull over it at the Irving station right before the highway. And then she's like, yeah, just get me a, you know, get me a, a water. Bitch, what? I'm supposed to go in there and go get you a water. I don't, I'm not thirsty. I have beverages. I prepared. So I go inside and I get a water and I, which I paid for and I bring it. It's, it's a water, but like just the audacity of you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And I get in the car and I hand her the water and, and then she proceeds to tell me that my gift of the water of is the wrong kind of water with the wrong bottle top. She wanted a fucking Poland spring with the sport top on it. And I dared to get her. I actually got her the super expensive. I got her the smart water with the electrolytes because she was complaining about being really thirsty. I'm, hey, electrolyte water. That's good. And it's $3 a bottle. But, you know, then it's the wrong kind. She doesn't even know if she's going to drink it. I said, I don't give a fuck whether you drink it or not. That's what you got. Well, wait, I have to taste it first. I'm not going in and getting another one. And she's just like, oh, I guess this will be fine. I guess the fuck it will. I guess this is fine. So we go down and we do the errand. And um, she, um, and, and then I come home. I mean, this was like a four or five hour thing. And I just was not here for it when I got home. I don't even remember what happened when I got home. Um, I think, didn't I just go to bed? Because I was tired or something. Mm -hmm. And then when, in relation to all this, when did you go to social media? I had made a post on social media that was just a general blanket statement. Because I noticed the same situation in some other areas of life. And I'm just, I put it out there. I'm like, listen, people are going to stop acting a fool and... Making demands of my boyfriend. He's a, he works very hard. He works overnight, five nights a week. Um, managing a crew, throwing freight, working very hard. Okay, He doesn't have time to be bullied around by people who live at home all day mm. and collect... You know what I mean? I, I, this, is, and this is not a slam at anybody who does these things. But these are... At least one of them is a very capable person who could be out there earning a living... But she's essentially hooking for rent and bunking up any dude that will live, you know, that, you know, that she can put up in her house to quote unquote sleep on her couch in an apartment that's too small for the army of rugrats that she has from all completely different fathers. Anyway, but like I went up and said, this is this is going to stop or you're going to deal with me next. Next time I'll answer the door. Next time, I'll come outside and just be like, no, he said no, the answer's no, shutting the door, and we're walking away, and that's the end of it. That's generally what I said. I didn't mention any names. Nope. I didn't point out any specifics. Nope. Because it was a blanket statement meant for the majority of people. And a few days, and it was was a Facebook status, and we know I vague book all the time, but this was, I, I had to put it out there. It's how I vent. I'll use my Facebook how I want. But... When that status was seen by your sister. Mm-hmm. Three days later, because I think it was a Friday to a Monday. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, when it was seen by your sister, she immediately identified with it. 
It was set to friends only. So she showed the mom. And then the mom takes to social media and puts my name out there telling me I need to stay in my own lane. Which is a phrase that she has never heard of in her entire life. Mm -hmm. So she obviously got that from her hood rat of a daughter. And I'm out here like, did this bitch just put my name in her mouth and spit it on Facebook? Girl, you know that's when that's when the hoops came off, and I and I, and I was sleeping. Well, I was sleeping through all of this. I had, I had stopped home on lunch break. This was right around when I first started working at Hannaford. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started working, I would come home from my lunch breaks because I it's a ninety second drive. Right. If all the lights are good and the trap, but this was before tourist season. When it's not tourist season where we live. It's it's dead to the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a ghost town. Absolutely, you can get from A to B in no time flat because there's nobody on the road. Yeah. This time of year, that is a whole different story. But that's for a different episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come home on my lunch break, so you know I could pet the kitty, say hi to Brian, grab a drink, just sit and relax for a minute in my environment, in my happy place where it's quiet, and I'm not having to smile all day long. Mm. Um, no, I mean I love my job, but like. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it it can be it, yeah, different episode. Anyway, right. um, and Brian is like, I don't know if you knew this happened, but and he showed me the mom's message on Facebook about yeah. Adam needs to stay in his own lane. Oh no, bitch! No, no, no! You need to stay in your lane because you don't own Brian. Unfortunately, you're like you gave birth to him, and you may have acted a certain way, and that's where Brian's story is going to go. But. That is not how it is now. He is his own person. I don't tell him what to do. Like, we have discussions like adults and conversations like adults. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what we do around here. Brian said no. Okay, that's the end of it. That Then your disrespectful ass should have had your daughter take you. Like, she claims she could have did. At the literal last second. I'm willing to bet that this was all your sister throwing a temper tantrum about having to do something that she didn't want to do. So she's going to hawk it off on you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. She's a spoiled little bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so from from there, uh, the mom and I got going. I mean, I I went I went off on this woman um, because I I have heard so many horrible stories about her from both the daughter and Brian that to that you know what I mean. Like you said, like to you, it's not. To us, they were funny stories. But as we tell them to you and seeing your reaction and other people's reactions, I mean, believe me, anyone who's listened to this probably knows either you or me. Well, the people that know me, I am certain know Dragon Lady, my mother. And I'm I'm only going to say that, you know, like the thing, like the... The, the waitresses down at the local restaurant, when they found out who, who I was a few months ago, oh, my God, we know your mom, we love her. No, you don't. He you said know it, her. Said yeah. He's like, mm-mm, and can't this fool is, me. This is what, I was, what came to me in the car the other night when I was thinking about when I was doing my mental prep for this, is fame and notoriety are two sides of the same coin, okay? Everyone fucking knows her. No one likes her. Fame. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's fame. It's actually notoriety. She's infamous. Exactly. I like that. I like that word too. Like, infamous. Yeah, not famous. Infamous. Like I'm, I'm, I just want to throw in a story that I heard that was sure. recent. That was recent. Um, she was shopping at a thrift store. 
a gosh. thrift store. Yes. Okay. I need. I can't underline that enough. And managed it's impo- by a person she has known for thirty years. By yeah. The way. It, and this is and this is important. She was such a bitch to this cashier over the littlest things. I don't know, like a sticker was wrong or like something was ten cents more than it actually was. This is the kind of bitch she is. She turned around away from the cashier and one of her grandchildren saw the cashier openly just double flip her the bird like fuck you you bitch and to be so brazen when you don't care who sees you do it yeah you really got to make someone mad because let me tell you I've I've encountered customers of my own yep. that have rubbed me the wrong way. Everybody has. Sure. You hear it when you talk amongst yourselves. Right. All employees are like, "Yes, this is a customer that can be difficult to." But I have never wanted to openly like flip anyone a gesture mm. or anything like that. I can't imagine how infuriated that woman must have been, just trying to do her job and getting yelled at. Right. Unfortunately, I can. But, getting roared fire at by the dragon lady. Yeah. Dropped a damn scale. Yeah. So that yeah. So I'm sleeping during all of this and of course and I and I I see it and I I at this point I've gotten up and I've gone to work. Cuz wasn't most of this happening while I was at work? It began before I left. Before you left. Yeah. And continued I think yeah, some well yes, because yes, you were sending me um so you were sending me screenshots. Yes, because she started now, not a word was I don't know, I didn't I didn't tag this I wasn't tagged in the status. I as far as anyone may have not may not have known, I may not even have seen this yet. Yes, it was it was literally an independent action by me, not t- other than mentioning his name. Not tied to Brian in any way. I'm not like saying Brian said this. I'm like, no, this is what I, Adam Ricker, am saying is going to happen. Right. And the know. next time the situation. Yeah. Uh, we here at, you know, Brian Week Studio don't necessarily, you know what I mean? Agree, like, agree with the exact words sometimes. And, and, or maybe, you know, maybe you do. But, like, my thoughts are my own. And, right. and I, it's hard because we've had, we've had such a great relationship where, a lot of the things that frustrate you, I've been there to su- support you in, but, like, until we lived together, I wasn't there to see regularly. Right. Because um, right. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I've missed. Um, <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> in that time. Yeah. But I've never, like, now that now that I'm here, and you got to believe me, I've been, I've been going through it, too, so my patience is pretty thin. Normally, like, for the majority of our relationship, it's not... I, I mean, I've gotten along with Brian's mom. Like, the first time I met her was on was at Christmas. It was at Christmas, the, yeah. The fir- within the first year we were together, like three months later, um, we had Christmas down here. And the mom, the sister, no, yeah, and the family all came. Yeah. And... They, uh, mom, sister, kid. And this is this was, yeah, this was just as the mom was retiring. Yeah, she was going to be retiring the next month. Yeah, so she's go- and Brian is and his sister are already wound. Like, we don't want to hear about this retirement thing anymore. It's stupid. <laughs> the whole situation's dumb. 
She's being overdramatic. She's retiring early because she can't stand her boss. She can't drive her own vehicle for the mail routes anymore. She's think she's being screwed, so she's retiring. Right, and she's been doing this literally for thirty five years. But there's no reason for her to retire besides, I can't drive my own car and I don't like my boss. I mean, it's, maybe it was time to hang it up because those are very silly reasons to be angry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I put that customer service voice on from the moment I met her, and I'm getting her extra piece of lasagna, sitting there listening to her story and agreeing with everything she's saying, and I'm watching Brian and his sister from across the room, like, what the? Are you are you the dragon whisperer? Like, yeah, it was just it was the most surreal thing, like. For, for once in our lives, she wasn't bellowing and hollering about something stupid. And up and as far as I know, anyway, up until this event, she didn't have an issue with me because she she bought me Christmas presents. She bought Loki, uh, Loki our cat, uh, Christmas presents. She'd come over just to visit him and fuck with him a little bit. She gave him a carpeted-looking mini love seat. That's, you know, meant for cats to scratch on, but it, it's his own little love seat. He goes and sits on the sun porch on it, and I appreciated that gift. Mm-hmm. Um, she was calling herself the grandma, one of, you know, the other grandma to our cat, even though, you know, Mimi, my mom, is, right. she'll throw down for the title of me, yeah. of, of grandma. No, well, no, to the best of my knowledge, she had no, she had no issue with you. Yeah, because like, I, I was pleasant with her, and I stayed, I guess, in her eyes, stayed out of the business. But when I have to sit and watch you shake and be miserable, and I'm empathic, I can feel it. I feel mm-hmm. that chaotic energy, and right. that that throws me off, which I should learn to protect myself better. Like my, but you know, um, I, I, I that's when that's why I put the status, and that's why I went hard in the paint because she didn't have to put to put my name out there. No, she didn't even know that it was about her. And the biggest thing about it was all of all was. The sister, who had seen this, had the option to come forward and just say, hey, what's this about? Let's have a discussion. To you. To me. She had access to message me. She lives next door. She'd come and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Th- there's no excuse for not having confronted the situation. You read this and thought it was about you? Hit me up. Let's talk. No. She, sh- she as you put it, activated mother. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. She activated my mother. And... Sat back yep. and waited for that to all happen. Put her popcorn in the microwave and decided to fuck around. Now, and I know I'm, I'm taking up a lot of <laughs> the airtime no, here. No, but no, this is good. This is good. Now, while this is all happening, the sister's sitting back and watching the chaos unfold that mm. she's created. And it has now become, I can't believe that... He would put up a status like that, and people commenting, oh, should I bring a bat? Ha ha. They didn't know who I was talking about. Right. Because it was a blanket statement, and they were just making blanket comments. hmm He's like, these people are threatening that. Would they be saying that if they knew it was your mother? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It, if they were villagers, they'd have pitchforks and torches and try to run her out of town. Oh, God, I wish they would. If this was 100 years ago, they'd have put they'd have, they'd have pitchforked... Torch her ass right out of town. They'd go to her little ogre mound on the outskirts of the city and just chase her out of the village. It's, it's, it, that's, that's how that would go. But you can't do that anymore. People have rights. Even so, dragon ladies. Yeah. So they're, they're messaging me 
about yes. a vague book status that you posted that le- legitimately had nothing. I had no say in it. It was not. You were sleeping. My name is Brian Weeks, and I endorse this message. It was not that at all. You were sleeping. I, then I got up, got in the shower, put my clothes on, and left for work because, you know, that's like what what we do. And um, so I'm I'm at work, and it was not a good night at work anyway. But you know, I'm getting messages from you every few minutes with different things, like screenshots of what she was saying to you, and she no. was. Let me just or one screen. I got yeah. One. Let me let me chime in because I know it was. What happened was this kind of went on while I was at work. Yeah, I had messaged her, and I saw that she'd read the message, but she didn't say anything to me. Hmm. She started messaging Brian. That pretty much, you can blame your mouthpiece for being such a horrible person and all this other stuff. And every message that came from me, I see she read it. She would turn around and message Brian. So then Brian would message me, like, I'm getting all these messages from Mother. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, so then I'd message Mother again. You got something to say, you can say it to me. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with Brian. This is my independent opinion. So then, again, messages Brian. Essentially, what what did... did, Well, first, what had happened is you did send me one screenshot, Mm -hmm. and I wrote back to you... You know what? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I said what I wrote was, yeah, she is a vile and hateful person. Yep. I, yeah. And so yeah, she said something nasty to me. So he wrote that. So I screenshotted that and sent it to her. I'm like, this is what both of your children think of you. These. This is all I've ever heard either one of them say about you. Then she, of course, doesn't respond back to Adam. She texts me again. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, I'm violent, hateful. <laughs> and I'm, mentally, I'm like, yup, but I see that she's writing still. The first step is admitting it. Yeah. So, um, you know, oh, I'm violent, hateful. Well, you never knew your father, and now you don't have a mother. And I want my trash can back. <laughs> and I'm like, trash can. are you... <laughs> so, you know... Yeah. Um, no, I, I I don't know my birth father. Um, that was something that, you know, we were, during a, dip, a previous episode, we were having, a, and I was just about to say something about it, but I didn't because that's not really a part of my life that I really wanted to anybody to know about. But um, it's important here, and it I'm, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not my fault, not my problem. Um, but no, uh, that's that's her go-to. Um, apparently, is that I never knew who I, I don't know who my father is, and um, but now uh, she's apparently disowning me or whatever because of me. Yeah. And this is before Brian has even said a word. She doesn't know. She doesn't even know that we weren't over here have, hashing it out because of what I did. She has not even a clue that Brian is affiliated with this in any way. She does, except other than seeing the text message. That I the screenshot I sent. Mm-hmm. So that at that point she knew she knows that Brian knows about what's going on, but still at least has not said anything directly to her. No, the screenshot yes would help facilitate her decision to say you don't have a mother now. But the truth hurts. And so then um, I said, so I I think my response to her, um, to to that was. 
Well, that's lovely. Okay. You know, if that's the way that you feel, that's the way that you feel. And then she said something about, um, you know, now I don't have to worry about buying her any, any Christmas, any gifts or anything. And I'm like, where did money come into this? Like, Mm -hmm. but whatever. And I'm like, all right. And I, so I blocked her and then I get a like 20 page long message from my sister saying about how, um, how dare I air family, how dare I air family business on the internet and you're out there hollering names at her and blah, 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 blah. How dare I, how dare I? And I just, I looked at the message and I wrote back to her. I need for you to take all the seats until I'm ready to talk to you. I am not interested in you right now. I will get back to you when I am ready. Immediately, she sent me another fucking message, mm-hmm. and which I didn't respond to for a month and a half until I blocked her. But, I mean, I, I never responded. But I, the mantra I have to keep repeating to myself in this whole thing is, I have done nothing wrong. I don't have the problem. I fixed the problem by stopping, and I don't talk to them anymore. Now, do you remember a little bit more about that message? Because I sent the whole thing to you. What? Good thing you sent this now because the thing about keeping family business out. Oh, yeah. She just was basically whining like the spoiled child that she is. Oh, it broke mom's heart. Yeah, we, you broke mom's heart when she said she she was vile and hateful. I'm like, I've heard your sister say worse things about your mother than vile and hateful. Mm-hmm. But she's over here. Oh, no, poor mom. That is the furthest that, thing. That is legit, like, where I lost the last shred of respect I had for right. her. I'm like, you fake-ass bitch. Like, mm-hmm. what? You're over here acting like your mom's a wounded little animal. I'm like, I've heard you call her the C-word more times than I can count on both but, hands. Exactly. And anyone who knows me and who knows my sister, especially during the period of time when she was an adolescent, would stand there right in front of her and call her a cunt right to her face and tell her she's crazy. I hate you. You're a cunt. You're a bitch, blah, 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 all this stuff to her. But me not literally not doing anything at all is the straw that broke mom. That's what broke mom's heart. Okay. Wow. So, you know, everyone has, two families in life, the one that they're born into and the one that they choose. Okay. Um, I am a firm believer in the threefold rule, you know, similar to karma with whatever energy that you expel into the world, positive or negative, it comes back to you three, three times stronger. And that is something, Hey Loki, that is something that I absolutely believe in. And when my heart and my soul told me that this was the best decision I could make in order to establish boundaries and preserve my own sanity. I decided to listen. So the other thing that was going on at the same time of this was this was right around the time of my sister's birthday. And a week and a half, I think before her birthday, I had sent her a message on Facebook because even though she lives 50 feet from me and has a, and has um, a telephone, the internet. The only way that I can possibly get a hold of her is on instant messenger, maybe once in a while. And 
I just said, hey, when you have some time, um, you know, five minutes, just come down and I, I got a birthday present for you. I would like you to open it with both of us. And ignore, ignore, ignore. And when she finally, she finally asked about the birthday present the morning that she decided to activate my mother. And she's like, oh, when can I come down? And I'm like, and, and at that point I'm like, uh, no, bitch, you put this off for, for like 10 days. I'm no, you'll, you'll do it. You know, you'll get your birthday present when I'm ready now. I'm, I'm not going to just run up there or whatever. You, you, mm-mm. And then I went to bed and then all hell broke loose. But this, this whole string of events, um, was like a long, almost like a culmination, like a long time coming kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, based on just past stuff even. Right. And in a little over a decade ago, there was a two year span that I didn't speak to my mother Mm -hmm. over equally dumb shit. At least the first time I stopped talking to her, it actually came from a conversation and, you know, me, you know, her hollering and screaming at me about something and I told her to go get fucked and I hung up on her and didn't talk to her for two years. And, you know, am I, do I feel bad? Am I upset? No, um, not at all. As a matter of fact, you know, like I was a little bit, I was a little bit more upset about, you know, not, not talking to my sister anymore. But I actually, I'm not, it's not bothering me anymore. Um, The fact that I don't speak to my mother, nope, doesn't bother me either. Um, And if there are people in your life that are toxic to you and you have like identified the fact this person is toxic, it doesn't matter if they're your family. You need to do what you need to do to preserve you and your sanity. Cutting ties with loved ones can and probably will be really, really difficult, but sometimes it's the only realistic option available to break a cycle of abuse, whether it's physical, verbal, or emotional. And the thing is, like, you know, my mother has displayed horrible behavior to family to, to everyone she comes in contact with for my entire life. And I would assume before, um, and you know, I just, I'm not putting up with it anymore. I, you know, I block them both on social media. I block them both on the telephone. Granted, they know where, where I live, but, uh, you know, the, the, you know, we may not be here forever. Um, and there's no plans to leave a forwarding address or, or, uh, you know, I don't have any problem either with, you know, changing my phone number if I need to. That's, that's not an issue. You know, honestly, my observation is we've been, I've been here since November. Um, this situation happened about, I don't know, a month, a month and a half, two months ago. April 30th. So yeah, something like that. Um, and the, even in that time, like how often did they use it for other than things that they needed? Right. No, and that's all it was. The only time they ever contacted me was for something that they needed. So, um, I don't think you would need to even do all that. Like, because 
You know what I mean? I'm just, like, yeah, it was just one of those things, like, I'm not afraid to do that, you know? No, that, okay, I understand what you're saying. And if we do move someday, there's, I'm not telling either one, you know, they don't need to know where I am. They didn't give a fuck before anyway. Right. And that's unfortunate, but you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to set boundaries. Um, you're allowed to... I. I watched, there's another podcast that I listen to called Crime Junkie. Um, and they talk about like, they have this saying, it's like, be, you know, be weird, be rude, stay alive. Um, like, you know, if there's someone that's giving you a bad feeling, if there's somebody that, and I think it applies universally, if there's somebody that's making you feel like you owe, you owe them this, you owe them whatever favor they ask or they, they lord over you like they've got command of your actions and your the way you run your life. Put a barrier up and say no. You know what I mean? Be be rude about it. You're like you don't have you don't have to cater to family just because they're family. Um, and there, yes, there's there's a lot of people who will argue. You know, respect your elders, respect family members. You don't have to do that. I know plenty of people out there who don't have communication families. Communications with family members is what I meant to say, um, and whether it's whether it's a mother, a father, a sibling, a cousin, um, a grandparent, any of any of those relationships. If you, if someone in your life is disrespecting you and not not hearing you when you're trying to tell them how you feel, and they ignore that, cut it off. Like, you don't have to stay connected to family if they hurt you. And, you know, and the thing that... Oh, just lost it. Um, that it's it's okay. You know, it, and what I wanted to know was... Shit, I, I just... I, I, I had a train of thought and I lost it. But while I'm regathering it, did you have any... any questions or any follow-up questions or anything about like you know because and and to our listeners out there like i don't want anyone to come up come across thinking like this one thing happened to me that pissed me off and i'm now i've cut half my all of my family basically out of my life that's not it at all this is such a culmination this is like since childhood um the way the stories you've told me anyway like just Treating public, I shouldn't say public servant, like public employees, whether it be like waiters, waitresses, retail people, grocery clerks, uh, you name it. Watching this dragon just burn down the village and just come stomping through town, knocking over fruit carts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like she, she is like the boss level Karen. It's like it's it's almost like she enjoys ruining other people's day. I just... She she absolutely does. Like I've I've been around this I've been around this woman and I've got a good read on her the few times I've hung out uh, around her and I'm like if you know amongst the fam the family of stuff like I really let that barbecue setting that when we were for, like yeah the family was like the, around the beginning of the summer when we were first it was it was the middle of the summer yeah the middle of the summer the first time. Yeah. First year, um, before our birthdays, but far in, into the summer, but before our birthdays. Yeah, we had a little cookout when I was down visiting, and it was just like a small like 
very pleasant like environment, but I can tell like how tasking she can just be hanging out. I can't imagine going out and like having someone displeased the way she wants things done. Um, mm. just these horrible, <laughs> these yeah. horrible experiences when like we go back to infamy. Like you, yep. she's a regular at this place where they like, oh, you're the son. Wow. Mm-hmm. She she's great, and he hears Brian's like, don't, don't "We lie. love her." No, no, you, you don't, no, Jessica. You don't. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh. And if you if you do, I don't want anything to do with you. So, in all this, did you get? Is there is that everything you wanted to say? Like, oh, I mean, I could. If I really wanted to turn this into, you know, like the garbage talk hour, I could absolutely, you know, tell all kinds of stories about what a fucking garbage person that she has been to me, to anyone else, to anyone out there. But, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't think I necessarily need to do that. I mean, you know, what would be a great episode of currently Uh, obsessed sometimes, (laughs) sometime what obsessed with. The messed up things I've seen my mother do in oh public. My God. Yeah. Oh. But just allow. This is just a message for everyone. We get back to mental health. If you, you know what I mean, when you're when you're sitting around having physical reactions to just trying to have your boundaries respected, when you're sitting here getting the pressure put on, where you're shaking and you're visibly upset. And it's ruining your day, and it throws your entire, the rest of your life that day out of whack. Cut it off. And the reason I say that is because each each person listening to this, you are your own individual. Mm-hmm. Even if you share your lives with someone, whether you're married, you're in a relationship, you're just casually dating, whatever the situation may be, you are still an individual. And you have the right to have your boundaries respected. It doesn't matter who the person is. If you're if you if the rules you are creating for yourself are not being respected, cut it off. Don't allow that stuff to continue because living that way creates like trauma responses where ultimately the guilt will eat you alive mm-hmm. for not rising to the expectations of someone else when you should really just Set your expectations and the people in your life need to respect them. No, I'm not doing this today because situation A, situation B, no. Oh, well, fuck situation A and situation B. Here's situation C where we're going to get what we want and you get nothing. You're going to, and that's exactly, if if someone tries to run your life that way, cut it off. Be an individual, respect those that you share your life with, but also they need to respect your individuality as you need to respect others' individualities. Brian, you know, Brian and I have conversations. Like, we've been together a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, almost two. Almost two in October. Uh, it's, Jul- it's July 4th today when mm-hmm. we're recording this, or started recording this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And... In that entire time, there's never really been, like, no blowout argument. There's been no situation where the conversation hasn't resumed after at least five minutes. I've expressed myself when I'm angry about something sometimes. And rather than argue, 
it's like a take a step back for a second, breathe, and then we discuss it. Right. Like, that's, that's it. And if I'm feeling some kind of way, Brian has respected my boundaries, and I do the best to res- I can, I, at least I think, that respect yeah. is. It's not that hard. Like, Brian respects my individuality. I respect your individuality. Like, and everybody out there needs to do the same. And that's just the, I feel like the healthier way to go. And also during that period of time, we've, we've had, I'm going to say probably at least a dozen situations where you and I carry some sort of like PTSD like thing that a learned behavior or whatever, a, a, a trauma, a, 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 response, a trauma yeah. response for something in our previous relationships where we're, whoa, 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 calm down. What is happening right now? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this wrong or blah, blah. I don't have an issue with that. Oh, you know what? That is learned behavior, trauma mm-hmm. response from a previous thing. Um, whether it be a previous relationship or something that happened with the parent or whatever. Um, you know, and in, in I think, you know, definitely communication is key. And one of the number one, one of the number one things that has always bothered me about my, about my relationship with my mother was that, you know, there is no communication. The communication is, you know, she doesn't listen. She never did listen. I remember more times than I can count her asking me how old I was, what grade I was in. Um, completely disconnected with anything going on in my social life. Like she knew a couple of my friends, but like she had no idea about any of my interests, you know, anything, my interest, like what I was really like, she just didn't. And it's not that I was withholding, you know, information because, oh, you know, I don't want to share it with my mom. And so she didn't give a fuck and she never asked. Same thing with my dad. Neither one of my parents, in in my opinion, you know what? No, it's my fucking opinion. It's valid. Mm-hmm. Neither one of my parents gave a fuck about me at all. They were, yeah, they were young when they had when they had me, but you know, I evaporated once my sister was born, and you know, whatever. Maybe my dad knew that he wasn't actually my birth father. I know my my mom sure as hell knew that I could be one of however many guys could be my father. You know, and but that's not my fault, and I shouldn't be like uh, punished for that. You know, to really put the exclamation point on that statement, I have to share this because this is the one thing that I, to this day, I've not been able to make peace with, and it infuriates me every time I even think about it. Is that not only ultimately when the the, the man you identify your dad as, who you yep. knew as your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mom split, she began a relationship with the dad's brother. Mm-hmm. So she's your step uncle daddy kind of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I called him uncle dad for a while. Uncle dad. Yeah. So when Brian was previ- when Brian was married, the mom and the sister went off to the wedding. The uncle dad did not go. Mm-hmm. He's not a fan of the gays. He ain't raving, waving any pride ally flags or none right. of that crap. Yeah. Um, when Brian's mom and sister returned from the wedding, Uncle Dad had some extremely homophobic remarks to make about Brian and then called 
the sister a C-word. And the sister slugged him in the face while holding her baby. And the mom stood back and did nothing. Believe it or not, the C-word he called her was not classy. Even no, though she did deck him while holding the baby. Rhymes with bunt. <laughs> um, cake. Okay. <laughs> bunt cake. Um, and the mom stood back and did nothing. Let me tell you something. I know my mom, and I know a lot of mamas out there. If the person she was with made a remark like that, my mom would beat that ass. My mom would kick him to the curb. A lot of moms I know would do the same exact thing. But mom stood back and... Did nothing. That's the exclamation point that I need to put on Brian's sentence when he says, my parents didn't give a fuck about me. Because that story, I and I'm sorry if it gets stuck in your head, I can't unlearn that story. And that's why I always have this burning hate, because I'm just like, you are with somebody who said those things about your children to your face, and you're just like, eh. So I don't ever really talk about uh, I tried, you know, my past relationships are my past relationships, but I do want to give you this one, and I may or may not have told you this before, but this is a l- short vignette from my wedding reception. So the other groom and I um, had decided to pick a, a handful of songs for a short playlist to dedicate to some of our family and friends that were part of the ce- the celebration. And the song that I had chosen to dedicate to my mom was uh, was Let Your Love Flow by the Bellamy Brothers. It's one of my very favorite songs in the world. Um, always has been. And she came this close to ruining it for me. So we are, you know, dancing on, on the deck, which overlooking the wedding, the fucking reception. And... Yeah, right over there. <laughs> It's having a break. this is this is this is a traumatic yeah. thing that that I'm trying to replay here. So we're we're dancing and whatever, and you know no one can hear us because they're fifty feet away. And she puts her head on my shoulder and says really really quietly in my ear that she knows that this is just a phase I'm going through, and that my now husband that I've been married to for. 20 minutes um, has poisoned my brain and this is not she knows this isn't really what I want but she's still going to be there when this and inevitably when he ruins my life and I inevitably end up coming crying back to her and I just I put my head on her, her shoulder and I whispered into her ear I literally cannot fucking believe that you just said that to me on my wedding day. And I pushed her away and I went in the house and everybody wondered what was happening. But the end of the song real quick and we ended up going and doing something else. But um, that's the type of that's just a little nugget. That's the type of person that my mother is. I have heard that story before. And that raises this other follow up question. I have. Um, obviously not to go into specifics, but, uh, you and the ex, mm-hmm. there was, there was a, there was a significant age gap. 
Yes. Now, do you think when she said this is just a phase that she was talking about that because she didn't... You've admittedly told me she didn't like him. Oh, she absolutely hated him. Um, Because he think, was like her. Do you think that's what she meant? Or do you think she was talking about being gay? It was the being gay thing. Okay. Because I've often wondered... Because I thought maybe she might have meant... Well, there was a follow-up earlier during that... Now... She spent my entire wedding day uh, drinking two gallons of, of tequila. Yes, queen. Um, n- no, I'm just saying, oh, that's that's a lot of tequila. Yeah. It, she, well, they were, it wasn't like straight tequila. She brought two gallons of margaritas she had made. Oh, Mar- okay. I imagine they were strong, though. Well, yeah, she's a, she's a, she's she was a bartender. Yeah, I was going to say she's a bartender. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. So anyway, bartender on a budget. So you know, ain't help. It was definitely not top shelf, but it was like the limes in here. It's lime Kool Aid. It, it may or may not have been Crystal Light, but Crystal Light lime flavored. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, I don't know if they still make it, but Walmart used to make a margarita flavored uh, Kool Aid, the, the Crystal Light. That's terrible. It was actually really good. I used to cook rice in it. Oh, okay. Um. So anyway. <laughs> Right yeah. on. Yeah. In the kitchen with uh, with Big Ricker and Bald Beauty Bear once mm-hmm. more. That's another future episode. Right. We, yeah, we gotta, we're going to have to do another one. But anyway, um, no, uh, God damn it. Oh, yeah. So earlier during the, the day, um, while she was getting completely shit-faced, she came up to me and was telling me that she had a wonderful conversation with my ex-husband's son and um, that... He was just saying, oh, yeah, you know, this whole gay thing, he, he'll get over it. It's just a phase and blah, blah, Like, okay. I mean, granted, his kids probably had only been dealing, well, they knew about it for five or six years. But, like, daddy's special friends that used to come over after the divorce and hang out and want to do stuff with the kids and want to take them out. To, like, you know, daddy always had a friend that would stay over when they were little, like, can you possibly be this blind? But anyway, um, I'm not, you know, trying to, to rank on them or, or yeah, anything, but, um, no, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely the gay thing, but no, she absolutely hated my ex. Um, and the reason that she hated him is because he displayed a lot of the same behavior types towards me that she did. So, but her, not as not as severe. No, 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 no. Of course. Yeah. But her main her main problem was that she was no longer controlling. It wasn't that she didn't like him. She liked the. She was upset with the fact that she was no longer able to control me. He was now the one controlling me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, at the time I was very young. The control was freely given. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not trying to say anything bad about my ex. Right. Right. Because. He is a good person, yeah, and we guys, are still you, friends. You guys are still friends. <laughs> In fact, like when we got together, that was one of like when we first well, when we first started talking. I want to say within the first day or two, yeah. you were right up front about the yeah. situation. Within the first twenty four hours, yeah. I, I said, "Look, you know, I'm. You seem like a really good person, and I don't want to fuck anything up for yet you know yet another person by waiting a week or two. Like, I was already starting to catch feelings that first 24 hours because you're just so awesome. Aww. But, you know, no, I was very, very upfront with that. Like, this is mm-hmm. a person that is still in my life. You have guard, uh, guardianship. Yep. Yep. Um, for medical reasons. And, right. uh, 
even to this day, you guys are still friends. You go and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and there's, you know, there's, we've never like had a, the disagreement. We've, we've had boundary issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have no problem. You know what I mean? Like he asks about me, he sends his regards. I send my regards. I, you know what I mean? I'm concerned for his well being as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I mean, that's all good, but, um, Mom did not like him. <laughs> Mom did no. not like him. No, and and the you know and one of the things that um, you had found out over the past you know almost two years that my mother was also incapable of being nice to both of both me and my sister at the same time. Yeah, always has to hate one and lavish praise or what? Or, well, her her idea of supporting you as a parent is just throwing money at a situation. Um, there is no actual like things that could be discernible as real love that I, that, that I can see. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, did you see anything that seemed uh, that I missed of any like genuine loving things that she did to me in a year and a half? Because I'm not trying I, to trash. You no, know. of course. Like I get, you know what I mean. I I will always give credit where credits due. Like. I mean, she would. She brought you a Christmas present, which was a Golden Girls glass. I think that was more just a cliche. You're gay. You must love the Golden Girls kind of gift. Well, I do. But... I mean, you do, but I mean, she brought me little mini arcade machines. Right. Well, because she asked me, like, because oh, I know, I remember, like, shortly after you know we got together, I said, you know, that we're a professional wrestler, and that you also, you know, you were really into video games. And, uh, so, I mean, she's had her nice moment. She offered up that little love seat for Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, she sent over a, a ton of treats for him one day. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I don't think she knows how to just be a genuinely nice person because of whatever's traumas happened in her life. And that's not a judgment. No, but, but there is, there were lots of. You, you know, uh, you've told me there's been. Deep. Deep trauma that runs back generations and generations. But it's what it's important is to what I think like people should do is not pass that trauma onto your children. Right. You know what I mean? Like you should want a lot of the parents I know out there want better for their kids. Mm-hmm. They struggle with mental health issues. They struggle with situations that have happened to them in the past, and. They know, you know what I mean. They, they, because mental health is much more talked about than it used to be. Right. A lot of people are very open with their issues, and they don't want the same for their children. Huh? They don't pass it on to them. This just seems like a direct lateral pass, yeah. and for you to run with the ball, and like that's. She wants to be nice, and her, I think her version of being nice is things like. What can I buy my way into this situation? Right. How can I gift my way into this situation? With a huge asterisk there of when yeah. she wants to be nice, which like really not that often. Like for like for example, like my mom called me the other day, just say hey, checking in, how's it going? This is what's up. Love you. Have a good day. Like that. There's never there's always something attached to. I feel like each conversation. With, and, you mean with me and my mother? Yes. Yeah. And with, like, with you and with your sister. Because right. 
It was guilt, too. I've been here eight months, seven, eight months, and up until this situation, I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen your sister. Right. Even when we lived directly below Mm -hmm. and even across the hall from where we used to live. Yeah. I can count on one hand the times I've seen her. I've saw her more in the year that we dated living separately in Bangor and here. I saw her more in that year than I did in the eight months I've lived here. Yeah, that's true. So she makes herself known when she needs it. Like the birthday present thing. We had this birthday present sitting here chilling. Asked for five minutes of your time to come down and receive it from both of us. I'm not going to say what it was. But like... Just come get this without the kids. Right. It's an adult get, like gag gift kind of thing. Yeah. Come come get this. Say hello for a minute and leave if you want. Right. That's like, cool. It's from both of us, and we and it was for us to, as three adults, to sit and talk for a few minutes. I really don't need my you know the the kids hopping and yelling and screaming and jumping and all over everything. Like I just wanted five minutes of adult time. And, I, and I'm even preface this by saying, like, up until this situation, Brian and I's sister got along like two peas in a pod. We were, what, a month apart age-wise? Was it like a couple months apart? No, she's... Um, like a year yeah, behind eight, me? Yeah, um, eight or nine months. We're yeah. roughly the same age. We yeah. grew up essentially in the same era, generation. Yeah. She's less than a year old. Yes, less than a year younger than her. Right, like my brother's like just like less than two years. Yeah. Like you were like a year and a half apart or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, she, we got along great, even from day one. Yeah. Very like my, like, even when we we lived downstairs from them directly, like there was one night, um, I was, I was just watching some forensic files and she happened to show up and we hung out for a few, had a conversation and then she went back home. Like it was just very random hangout session. Um, and I had hoped that would have been something that developed while I lived here. Like I genuinely wanted to become friends with this sister um get to know her better and stuff like that but well that's the thing there was just no interest on her part to even like come socialize right and i mean brian would brian would always go up to her apartment and i could go too but it was usually around like when i was busy doing something yeah but and, and that's the thing about too like you know my the the way that i've been allowing myself to be treated for the last 44 years is, is not what, not always wonderful. I mean, you know, I've tried to, I've definitely asserted myself in the workforce. Um, I have, you know, lots of responsibility there. I I'm in a very healthy relationship now. Um, but that took time. Um, you know, and, but you know, even my sister has, you know, has done trash bag shit to me, like, you know, basically throwing me out of my own apartment and, Stuff like that. You know, the, 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 the apartment that, uh, my very first, well, no, it wasn't my first one because that was Sako. But when I moved back here, you know, I basically gotten my, my first real apartment of my own. And like three weeks later, I ended up, I was trying to be a nice guy to my sister and her family who were having some, you know, having a. A, a bad time and I said hey why don't you come and stay with me and then they took over my entire apartment basically broke everything in it and 
I just couldn't handle that apartment was supposed to be mine. I had it for about three weeks before when it wasn't mine anymore. And then, you know, two years later I said, uh, yep, I need to move out. The apartment downstairs is opening up and I contacted the landlord and that worked out. And then this larger apartment came, came about and we moved across the hall. Um, which is wonderful. So now we don't have to hear, you know, bang, crash, bang of everything going on up above. But, you know, this, all of this situation here, and I said this to Adam, you know, it makes me wonder if any of my interaction with my family that I thought was, you know, and you know, family love type thing. Like, it makes me wonder if any sort of thing that was a, a, a kind or felt like a kind gesture from either one of them was ever actually genuine or was it just a means to an end? You know, it's, it's made me, that's the thing that the, the, the only thing that's b- remaining bothering me because I, I literally do not give, I give zero fucks anymore about talking to either one of them. They don't interest me. I'm done. But the little bit of me, of, of my, my brain that I'm still confused about is now I'm second guessing every single action for my entire life from the two of them. Was it genuine or was it just a means to an end to get whatever it was they wanted that day? Hard telling, not knowing, you know what I mean? But if I had to, if I was a betting man, I would bet that it, was always something attached to it. I've seen moments where, like, your sister would show, like, a genuine, like, oh, hey, me and the kids baked some cookies and brownies and Chex Mix, and we wanted you to have some. Yeah. That was always not. I I love that stuff. Yeah. Like, she, uh, she hooked me up at Christmas time with this gigantic-ass piece of prime rib, mm-hmm. and I was in greasy, beefy heaven <laughs> for a few days, and... I just sat in the back of the back of the room eating my steak and being fat and happy. Like there's there are those genuine moments, but a lot of the time, like the, her participation in anything social, there has to be something attached to it. We used to save receipts for a, an app program that she does, which is actually a really good thing. You know what I mean? To like get good deals on, mm-hmm. and anyone can do it. And I'm all for that kind of extreme couponing kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we, Brian and I go shop grocery shopping a lot because we're fickle bitches who don't know what we want from day to day to eat. Um, and so, but we have a lot of receipts. We do, we do, we, it would be like a once every two weeks, let's come collect the mail and receipts and say hi for two seconds and then bounce. Like Mm -hmm. it just, after a while, it's like, you don't even, you know what I mean? Part of the reason I was excited to move here was to like develop other relationships besides you know just being around Brian like I've I've made friends with a few people down here um you know Alan Melissa Kelly mm-hmm. Amy uh fantastic people j- all of them yeah love I love those people that you know what I mean Me too, like very much uh, a couple of them like uh, Kelly's our vet tech and mm-hmm. uh Alan and Alan's Mel- my sign my sound guy yeah Alan hooked us up with these mics or hooked us, us up with the setup when we originally started um, his girlfriend, Melissa, like I just, we all just met her, Yep. um, last year and she's fantastic. I Absolutely. love her 
and Amy is a former co-worker of yours, mm-hmm. and I'm just, she. she's a hoot. And, like, we really don't spend enough time. Like, we're busy, but, like, we're all are. Yeah. But these are some great people, I like, in, that are in your life that yep. I, like, those are the relationships that need watering and worrying about and attention, not, like, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm over here. Do you want to come hang out? And and yeah, beating your head against that wall right. when there's a, there's a whole group. And that's just to name a few. Like, Right. There's another set of my friends, Shasta and her husband, Brian, that be – Due to the pandemic, mm-hmm. you still haven't really had a chance to meet, and I'm really hoping. And I know, and I know that you're listening at work, um, yeah. but you know that's I. Uh, I really want to foster that relationship too. I had to follow. I got to follow up with the. I know a while back we did a uh, ask us the questions mm. kind of thing, which didn't really. I mean, didn't really get a super big response, but um, I was devastated. The question was asked by mm-hmm. uh, by Shasta uh, if I was going to get back into wrestling, mm-hmm. and I'll answer that real quickly. Just stay tuned because Big Ricker's working on a few things. If you know what I'm saying, it's time to go reclaim what is mine. That's all I'm going to say for now. But stay tuned for that. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. And thank you for listening and bugging us. And when the next episode's going to be back, that kind of loyal followership is amazing. Yes. I know, like I know, like Billy and my mom are like regular. Hey, when's the next episode coming, listeners as well? So yeah, hi guys. Yep, and and it really it does mean a lot, you know. And and that's the thing, it is. It, I thought it would be harder for me to close those two doors. Um, it was surprisingly. I it felt more cathartic, and it felt like a relief. Really, for me, mm-hmm. um, and no, and, and I'm and, and you know, just don't let anybody say to you, "Oh, what's your family?" You have no. Y- you, we have RuPaul said it on one of the episodes of Drag Race. Well, I think it was the one where Roxy, where Roxy did the wig reveal because she got left at the bus stop as a baby, or whatever. But we're, it's not just gay people. But RuPaul's quote was, "As gay people, we get to choose our family." And I'm going to spread that out to everyone. We all get to choose our family. If you don't, if something just doesn't sit right about the family that you were born into, you don't have to be a part of it. If families, you know, and using, using the LGBTQ plus, um, you know, thing of saying, look, if they can throw out, if they can be so quick to just cut us off for being who we are, well, we can also cut you off for being who you are. Be better. Exactly. And I don't have to apologize. And and you know, and, and I, I, I know I'm I already know that I am risking by coming, you know, by being public and saying the things that I've been saying here in this podcast, I know that I am running the risk of potentially damaging other relationships that I don't even know about at this point. But you know what? I it's this is my life and it's my story. And it's my feelings, and, and it's, it's they're your, not yours. Right, and it's your platform. It's your version of events. It's the way you remember it, and it's what happened to you. Right. So, like, there's nobody out there that can say, this isn't how it was because that's not how things were. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've had experiences in my life where um, I've, I've shared my version of events, and was attacked with a wave of that's not who we are as people. No, that's not what happened. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just literally retelling a story that I remember right. happening. It wasn't an insult to anybody. I'm just sharing a story that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know everything that's happened to, like, I don't know, like, well, I'll use my brother, for example. I love my brother to death. But, like, I know he and, like, my parents, for example, have had conversations that I've never been privy to. Like, right. they've been through things that I don't have anything to know mm-hmm. about. And I, and it's not my business. Um, unless, you know, it involved him coming to harm. Because I've always been protective of my brother ever since we were little. <laughs> and I still am. I love that kid. To, I love him to death. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, we're really bonding over video games lately. That's <laughs> but, awesome. Um, but but I'm just saying you can't nobody out there has the right to you know all that and more blah <laughs> this has been yeah. a heavy heavy conversation yeah, it has but it was something that needed to happen and yeah just don't you need to do what you need to do for for your your own mental health your own stability your own spiritual whatever your, your spiritual health Uprising. your mental health every <laughs> Spiritual uprising. No, your spiritual health <laughs> and well-being, your mental health and well-being, you know, just your whole aura and everything, you know, you you do what you need to do. And don't let anybody tell you that you are obli- you are not obligated to do a goddamn thing that or be around somebody that you don't need to be around. You're not there is no obligate. Family is not an obligation. And also Earlier, we were talking about respect, you know, and in my book, and, and th- th- that's what I wanted to say earlier, was um, that there are, you know how I, I, I say, you know, uh, that's the way that I was raised to blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, actually, that's not the way that I was raised. The reason I say I was raised to blah, blah, blah is because everything that I watched, the horrible behavior that was displayed, I learned what not to do and formed my own way of bringing myself up to not do that. So when I said, you know, I was raised because I figured it out myself that respect is earned. Respect is not to be demanded. It is not to be implied. Respect is earned. Mm -hmm. And I'm never, I am never going to come up on somebody. I don't know. Everyone starts out neutral with me. You know, I don't ever come up to somebody without, with disrespect. Everyone, you know, gets it at first when you're, you know, cause that's just the way that it is. But respect is earned. It is not just freely given. Exactly. And same thing, same thing with love. Love is earned. Absolutely. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Um, I, I know, enjoyed most of it. <laughs> I know it was, it was probably good to get some of that out. Yeah. And. Um, same here, just, uh, recant the tale. Um, and we appreciate you hanging with us for this extra special long episode. Mm -hmm. Um, so we will be back again in two weeks, in two weeks. Um, we got to have our production meeting, but. I'm kind of hoping we do something about customer service experiences because oh, absolutely, I'm in that field now, and I battled my first Karen today and won. So yeah. I can come up with a, with a couple stories too. Oh, I was gonna say I I know you've told me a few that I think our listeners would love to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, tune in in a couple of weeks, and uh, actually, yeah, that's the one we'll do next. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so to, next time we're gonna be reliving some of our customer service. Um, 
I really only have more recent experiences. Like, I don't remember my customer service jobs and anything I've run into, really, from, like, retail way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But, no, I do have one from Kmart on my Kmart days. But, like, more recently, I've, I have I work with a very interesting crowd. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm much older. And and have and and have a longer reaching memory, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's so definitely I got a few. But um, if any of our listeners out there, if you are in a situation where you have you know toxic family members, and maybe you're not ready to like cut the cord or whatever, but I, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm I'm a safe space. You know, drop me a line. I'm I'm happy to to listen to you know to listen. Absolutely, and same here. Yeah. And, um. Just remember, it's okay. It is absolutely okay to set boundaries. There's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. And at that point, if setting boundaries isn't pushing someone away, so don't ever let them use that. Um, But setting boundaries is a perfectly healthy way to maintain a relationship with someone you want to maintain the relationship with. You set a boundary, say this is how our relationship will work. And they either agree or disagree to that. And if they disagree, is that really worth your time? Right. So thank you again for joining us here on the Two Kings podcast. Uh, it used to be always Saturday, but our formats changed a little bit because yep. we are some busy boys. Right. Um, but we will be back in two weeks, which is... The weekend of July 18th. Perfect. Sometime during that weekend. We're like Beyonce. We just drop a visual album with no notice. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Queen. <laughs> uh, thank you again. Uh, I am Adam Ricker, Big Ricker, and this is Brian Weeks, the Bald Beauty Bear, yes. and we are the Two Kings. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.